everyone. Welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Friday, it's July 31st, it's 2020, and we have 12 baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. We finish out July with a big basketball slate and a big baseball slate. There will be a separate basketball podcast, so make sure you guys are checking that out. Um, but we're going to be breaking down baseball over here. And um, like I said, excited for this 12-game slate. Also excited to break in another new face. Uh, we got Keith Eister, Eyes819. How are you doing, my friend? Doing well. Happy to be here. Excited to talk some more baseball. Yes, sir. Big big NASCAR day uh, for Keith last week. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw it on Testimonial Tuesday or not, but um, congratulations on the big hit. And um, hopefully baseball is off to a good start for you um we got a we got a we got a dream slate here we got pitching we got bats we got all kinds of stuff to talk about here on today's slate yeah man ready uh shout out to you for that nascar content been following you for a long time on that so props to you you do an amazing job so all right don't to make the host blush before we get started here (laughs) um (laughs) let's get rocking uh 12 games so a lot to to cover here we start with the red sox and yankees ryan weber jordan montgomery uh ryan weber any interest in him no interest in ryan weber yeah i'm with you on this one you know it's tough matchup against the yankees from what we've seen from weber so far is not a big K guy. He's going to go out. He's going to throw strikes. He's not going to walk a ton of people. But you can't do that against the Yankees. you got to be a, a K guy to really, you know, be able to punish this lineup. And then Jordan Montgomery on the other side, you know, he's going to be making his first start of the season. And, again, like, it's a tough matchup. Do you have any interest in Montgomery here? No. I was all over the Red Sox against a lefty – well, it'd be last night um, as we're recording this. They're they're not quite holding up their end of the bargain, but they're still dangerous against lefties. No interest for Montgomery. Yeah, like Jordan Montgomery is a guy that, you know, we want to like, um, you know, in certain situations this year, we will like, you know, we're going to have to see. We really haven't seen him pitch since 2017, um, injured in 2018, and really hasn't been around much. So, we're going to have to take the wait-and-see approach. I don't expect him to go deep in this game either, um, you know, especially being his first start of the season. So I was right there with you. I played a ton of Vasquez um, over Sal Perez. So hopefully that will turn out to something good. Um, everyone knows we record the night before, so these games are still going as we're recording here. So let's talk Red Sox bats. Uh, uh, Vasquez hey, has two home runs if you didn't know that. I know. I knew that. Oh, yeah, yeah <laughs> okay. like I'm excited. That and Alberto for the Orioles, it's off to a good start tonight for me. Um, hey, is JD finally going to hit a home run, or like, are we just going to keep playing him? Like, what are we doing? Well, I had him down for two today, so still waiting on it. <laughs> but yeah, he might be. I'm, he I'm might be go. waiting till the, till, the, till Friday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I'm going right back to him. Like the, the numbers against lefties are just they they just jump off the page. There's there's just way too much history here. They're going to hit eventually. Listen, like, it's J.D. Martinez against the lefty. Uh, Jordan Montgomery I respect, but I don't respect him enough to not play J.D. Martinez. He's a top three hitter. The The Red Sox are cheap again. I talked about this yesterday. Pilar's price went up a little bit here, but we're still seeing, like, Jose Peraza at 2,900. He's going to be popular again on this slate, as he should be. He should bat leadoff. It's Yankee Stadium. Um, I'm not going to talk you off the Red Sox bats here. I'm with you, and I think they're going to get rolling. Like, Vasquez, again, an expensive catcher, and he's likely going to be a little under here. Yep. 
Um, Yankees, again, this this game should be really high scoring. Um, what do you like here on the Yankees side? It's all the power bats, kind of the same thing as, yes, as yesterday. Um, it's Judge Stanton. Uh, you have to pay way up for Sanchez. He's a little cheaper today. Um, a little surprised about his ownership today. I think we were expecting it to be a little bit higher. I think people moved off. uh, I think the weather moved people off of that game. Uh, I expect that that game to be a lot more popular than it was. So, um, yeah, I think the weather definitely moved people off of that one. But um, I want to note that uh, Torres got hit by a pitch, stayed in the game initially, but ended up coming out a couple innings later. So we're going to mark him as questionable here. If he sits, we could get Tyler Wade, who's really cheap on DraftKings um, in the starting lineup here. So, but that could move guys up. Um, you know, that could hit some of these guys up higher in the lineup. So um, definitely something to kind of watch here because, yeah, I, I'm going to put him as questionable. I don't I don't know. I, I, don't, I think they might give him a day off with this shortened type of season. So uh, anything else here for the Yankees? Yeah, I mean, you can full stack them. And I, and I even like the bottom of the order too. I mean, Weber Weber's not a strikeout guy. Like, like you mentioned, anybody can run into one. Yeah, like this whole game stack is juicy. Uh, it should be, like I said, it should be a lot. Uh, assuming that they're going to call the Orioles-Yankees game pretty early, like, you know, so these guys should have plenty of time to get back into New York and get ready for this one. So we move on. We got the Reds and the Tigers, Trevor Bauer against Spencer Turnbull. Uh, what's your thoughts here when it comes to Bauer? Uh, is this going to be Bauer? Lu- Luis Castillo was scheduled today. Uh, they, I, I read that they could pitch Bauer in this spot, or they could push him back one day. But they didn't want to move him back, and wanted, and they potentially could okay. push Castillo back a day. So either way, Castillo or Bauer, um, we could we could talk about both of them if we really wanted to. Um, yeah, I mean it, it's kind of the same thing for me. Like it doesn't matter who's going. I have a ton of interest against the Tigers, both high strikeout guys. Uh, yeah. If if it's Bauer, I have to interest. If it's Castillo, I have interest. Castillo's a lot cheaper. So, like, if it's Castillo, I, I like Castillo a lot more. He's 8K instead of 10.5. So, oh, wow. um, you know, so if it is Castillo and he gets the, the nod here, um, it doesn't matter. I'm with you. Either one it is. I like both of them. We've already seen Castillo pitch six solid innings against Detroit Tigers earlier um, this season, like five days ago. So, um, I like Luis Castillo or Bauer, both top-end options. Whichever one starts, it doesn't matter. Um, and then on the other side, we got Turnbull. Turnbull, he is decent against righties. He struggles against lefties. He doesn't ever really, like, get blown up. Um, do you have any interest here in Turnbull? Uh, I think he's really cheap on DraftKings, if I remember correctly. He's not. He's, like, 8,100. He's not? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was hoping he was going to be a little bit cheaper. Yeah. No, no interest at that price. Yeah. Like I'm with you. Like I was like, all right, maybe he's a little cheap and you know, the reds, they're starting to get healthy again. Some of these guys that were out uh, for COVID are back. Like Moustakis is back. So they're starting to get a little bit healthy again too. So I'll probably pass on Turnbull here. Do you have any interest in the reds bats? I do have some interest, uh, especially like you mentioned lefties. Uh, Moustakis is the one that, that's jumping out. Um, Akiyama had some power over in Japan. I don't think he's shown any yet here in the States, but I, I don't mind using him. 
Um, Vado and Winker I'd throw in there too. And, and you can always use Suarez and Cassianos for their power as well. Listen, we call him Yoshi. Um, no, I'm just kidding. That's the Tampa guy. <laughs> um, anyway, like I, I could see a three-man here. Like I see a strong three-man here. If this game was in Cincy, I could see stacking a five-man stack with Cincinnati here. Um, I love Moustakis. Moustakis is a guy that can hit two home runs on any slate. He's a massive fly ball guy that makes a lot of hard contact. So I could play Moustakis as a one-off. I could, you could pair him with, you know, Cassianos and Suarez and Winker, however you want to do like a three man. I think it's a really strong secondary stack here because not only am I not scared of Turnbull, the Detroit bullpen's terrible. So, um, I could definitely get down on playing some Cincy bats here. I just, I hate playing Vado. I, I can't play a first base spot on a guy that chokes up, and I, I say it all the time. But he beats me like once or twice a year. He hits two home runs like once or twice a year, and I'm okay with those slates. But like for the most part, you're never gonna hear me like recommend Joey Votto. That's <laughs> just not my guy. Yeah. Um, any I, I don't have any interest in any Tigers bats. Uh, it's a tough matchup, nope. whether it be Bauer or Castillo. Yep, none for me. All right, Mets and Braves. Rick Porcello against Sean Newcomb. Um, any interest here in Porcello? Nope, I do not. Too much respect for the Braves. Yeah, Porcello, he'll have games every once in a while, but like as as the years have come come and gone, like the strikeout rate continues to go down. Um, fly ball pitcher, which you know could or could not help him depending on how hot it is in Atlanta. Like this would be one of those games. I'm Jeff definitely checking like the weather edge, you know, you know, tool that we have here with Kevin Roth. Like this is one of those games where if it's hot in Atlanta, Atlanta is going to be like that stack for me that like could potentially go under owned. Um, Sean Newcomb on the other side, uh, another guy that like when he's throwing strikes and he's, you know, pitching efficient with, you know, like his changeup, you know, curveball, fastball mix, like he's really good, but the walks are the issue when it comes to Sean Newcomb. Do we know if he's stretched out? I was I was trying to find something. Like I, I try to find something on all the Braves guys. Like I ended up playing a lot of Max Freed, um, and it kind of worked out on Thursday. The last thing that I read is like he threw about three um innings, but didn't really have a workload like um like a limit, but three innings against the Mets, his first start, like I don't know. I, I'm just – I love Sean Newcomb. I love the Braves' young guys. I don't think I can trust him enough in this one. Yeah, I, I just don't think the innings are going to be there. The price is juicy, though. Gosh, the price is so yeah. nice. 6800 the, There will be some strikeouts, but I don't know. I'm going to see if I can uh, try to find a little bit more on, on how many pitches he might get because if, if he can get up into 85 to 90, and then like you mentioned, he has to throw strikes on top of that too. Um, but if he can get up to that range of pitches, I probably have some interest. Yeah, like if we get some news, like this is definitely one to kind of watch. Um, we have some pitchers. Like we're going to get into some guys that I really like on this slate. Um, you know, so like Newcomb's on the fringe. I like the price, but we have cheap bats. Like there are, like, we already talked about some of the Red Sox being super cheap. So we have some options. Like if we wanted to go paying up for two pitchers, we can do that on this slate. So um, any Mets bats that you like here? Uh, you can always play Pete Alonzo. Rosario has been off to a hot start. Uh, definitely going to avoid the lefties against Newcomb. He's pretty tough on lefties. Uh, Cespedes if, and, and Davis, if you're looking for a power one-off. Yeah, like I think, 
you know, the Alonzo call, um, Davis, uh, obviously, Davis is going to benefit a lot more with a lefty being out there. And, you know, a lot of the Braves bullpens are righties for what it's worth. So, um, but yeah, I think Cespedes is off to a really cold start as far as like facing lefties. So like Alonzo, Rosario, maybe like a little two man here, but, um, I'm not going to go crazy. I, I respect Sean Newcomb when he's on, he's on. Yep. Braves have a good bullpen too. Uh, Atlanta bats. I kind of already said it. Like, I I'm gonna wait and see what the weather looks like. I'm gonna wait and see what their ownership looks like. But um, they're definitely like a, a top stack on this um, slate for me. Yep, I'm with you all the way there. Man, like, ah, oh, it looks juicy too. Um, just kind of looking at some of the batted ball profile stuff. Um, like this should be a spot. Like they they have a lot of upside here. Hopefully the weather's good and we're gonna be rolling out some of these brave stacks. Uh, we got Tampa at Baltimore. Blake Snell against Tommy Malone. Blake Snell facing Baltimore. Seems like a good matchup. Um, you know, obviously, we worry about, like, pitch count when it comes to Snell and stuff. Like, he was one that was very vocal about not wanting to play this season. Um, do you have any interest here in Blake Snell? Another one that I've got to try to find some, some pitch count data on. Um, if he's – going to go 85-90 again, one of the top plays on the slate. If he's going to throw three innings, then it's going to be tough to roster him at that price. Yeah, like they scheduled – like I found something on him. Like or like his first start was going to be short. Um, so unless I see some stuff here, like the matchup is nice. It's a Baltimore matchup. The matchup is nice. Um, Baltimore does have some good right-handed bats against left-handed pitching, but there's a lot of strikeouts in this lineup too. Blake Snell is the most expensive pitcher on the slate. And unless I see something definite that he's going to go deeper into the game, I can't, I can't pay that price when there's a bunch of guys in the eight and nine K range that we're going to get into here on this 12 game slate. So um, I'm all, I'm with you. Like I have to see something. I have to find something. We might not get anything. Um, You know, I will say the beat writer for Tampa does a really good job, you know, with all that like <laughs> long relief stuff. He was always great. I think it's Mark Tompkin. Um, but yeah, I don't, I, unless I get news, I can't do it. And then Tommy Malone on the other side here, I'm a fan of lefties against Tampa, but I don't ever play Tommy Malone, uh, low strikeout, especially against right-handed bats. And they're going to throw a lot at him here. Yeah. No interest for me. Let's talk bats. Um, anything standing out to you for the Tampa bats? Uh, yeah, Jose Martinez. You can always play against the lefty. Yandy Diaz, uh, Renfro. Uh, some big power bats right there. Love Renfro. If the if, I know this game has some weather issues that could potentially be an issue, but if this game plays, I love Renfro. Um, absolutely love him in this spot. I think he has a ton of upside. We've seen for years how good he is against lefties. Um, and then, like like you said, Jose Martinez, you got Diaz. You know, that's a three-man right there. Um, and if yep. the weather's going to be okay, you can get up to, like, a four- or five-man stack with this team. There's plenty of options uh, that hit left-handed pitching. So, boom bust, yep. low strikeout guy, though. I'm not too worried about as much of the boom as I am – or the bust as I am the boom here. Yep. Um, all right. Uh, any Baltimore bats? No, none for me. However long Snell goes, once he's done, then Tampa has a really good bullpen, so probably an avoid for me on Baltimore. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. I Like you said, the bullpen's really good. Usually, like, if I was going to get a, a bulky bullpen, I would be interested, but Tampa bullpen is respectable. So 
We move on. We get the White Sox and the Royals. Dallas Keuchel against Chris Bubick. Um, I probably said that wrong, but um, what's new? Um, any interest here in uh, Dallas Keuchel? No, I don't. There's just not enough strikeouts. I love the ground ball profile. He's a he's a good real life pitcher, but just not enough strikeouts for me. Yeah, I'm actually like I'm on the fence because like I've been playing Kansas City every day, and they're finally like Salvador Perez got a bump, Soler got a bump. Like these guys are like finally got bumps um, in price. So I'm hoping like this could be just like an ownership play. People jump off uh, because the prices went up and yeah, like I agree with you. Keiko is a ground ball guy, but Merrifield, Solaire, Franco, these are fly ball hitters. Um, so I could look at potentially doing like a three man stack here. Keiko's not going to go out and throw the ball by anybody anymore. So I kind of like this spot. But it's going to be like, all right, what does Jamino have projected ownership? Um, so I'm going to I'm going to pass on Keiko here. Um, Bivik, <laughs> I'm going to like saying his name this year. Uh, do you have any interest um, in Bivik? Um, I looked into him a little bit. The dude has not thrown a pitch above high A, um, so he, he's <laughs> skipping double A and triple A. We're going to see a lot of that this year, just for what it's worth. Yeah. Uh, he was really good in high A, but high A is not Major League Baseball. <laughs> uh, the price is way down there, but um, I don't know. If, if, I, if I'm trying to fit a, an expensive stack or something, maybe take a flyer, but nothing more than that. Yeah, like, okay, so here's the thing. If this dude was a righty, I would probably have some interest. Um, I don't like left-handed pitchers against the White Sox. I always think they're a really sneaky team against White Sox. From what I read on this guy is like he's a top five prospect in this organization. This isn't like a fluke. This guy's coming up and he's gonna get rocked. Like he could, not saying he won't. I'm saying like this is a guy that is a really good pitcher. It, it you know, very young, like very young. He's twenty-two, uh, making me feel old, but good changeup, good curveball, soft tossing lefty though. Um and like I feel like it's it's easier to read soft tossing guys. Uh, so I'm going to probably pass on him here. He's 4K. If he was a righty, yeah. we're probably talking more about it. Um, but, yeah, like just looking at the White Sox, um, you know, they added E5 in the offseason. They've added some right-handed depth. Like I kind of like the White Sox stack here. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. Um, just t- top to bottom. I, I'd go all the way down to – uh, Robert hitting six, McCann even McCann's always good against the lefty. Um, so I, I think there's seven deep here if you want to mix it up a little bit. Well, don't tell Derek Cardi that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, hey, listen, I'm always a fan for James McCann against the lefty, so that's fine with me. Um, I like I said, I like this team. Um, my only issue when you're like sacking this team on DraftKings is you're not going to be able to do a Brayu and E5. So that's always a pain in the yeah. butt. Like you could do it on FanDuel. Um, so like that's a contrarian way to build the stack on FanDuel because you can't do it on DraftKings. People don't change their mindset and like we'll see that like two man stack be a little bit lower owned in this stack. So um like the White Sox, I, like I said, I think they have a lot of upside here. Um and it's not like the Kansas City bullpen's anything to brag about. Um I already kind of talked to the Kansas City batters. Do you have any interest in them? Um yeah, maybe a little. Uh, Merrifield, Solaire, 
Bronco, uh, like you said, if the ownership's going to be low, then then I have even more interest. Yeah, especially because they're not like doing a lot on like Thursday either. So like, I just kind of feel like, all right, everybody's going to jump off now, and like this is the spot that we just we jump on and get them at lower ownership, and like you know, it's it's always fun for me. Um, they're so kind, they're kind of going nuts in the eighth right here. Let's go. They're up to, they're up to five runs. Good. Um, that was my it was my <laughs> lock yeah, bet did. on. Um, so yeah, we'll have to wait and see what the ownership looks like. I think people might jump off of them here with their prices going up and like I, that. That's, that's always good for tournaments. Yeah. I can see that for sure. Indians and twins Clevenger against Dominic. Um, any interest here in Mike Clevenger? Yeah. Very talented pitcher. Um, a really tough matchup, kind of, kind of similar to what we saw today with, uh, Bieber, um, Bieber took care of business, so I don't see any, any reason that Clevenger can't. Listen, it's this, it's the same thing. Like it's the same thing we talked about yesterday, except for the fact like his strikeout rate is a little bit higher than righties, but again, allows a lot of hard contact. Like ceiling wise, he probably has the highest ceiling on the slate. Um, assuming that Blake Snell doesn't pitch deep, so ceiling wise, he is up there. Um, it's a great spot. I like Clevenger. It looks like Cleveland is giving these guys a little bit longer leash than what we've seen some from some of these other teams. So definitely willing to pay up for Clevenger. Tough matchup. Like tough matchup for sure. Uh Dominic on the other side. Do you have any interest in Dominic? Uh, it's hard against this Cleveland team. Um I he, and he's not a very high strikeout guy. Um I think he's a talented pitcher, but it's it's really tough in this matchup. So probably not for me. Listen, decent out of the bullpen last year. I don't think anybody can really argue that. Um it, it's a huge transition. You know, we saw him allow only one earned run. Um, not gonna get out and get a bunch of strikeouts. Um, so I don't have any interest here. Um let's talk Cleveland bats. Um slight interest um in this spot. Like this guy doesn't overpower anybody like he has good command and that's why he was such a good reliever um thoughts on cleveland bats yeah i have a little interest um ramirez and lindor always always top plays um i like that they hit from the left side against him um yeah i'm not sure about a full stack like you said with guys with good command it's hard to string together uh, a lot of runs so i'm probably hunting power here yeah, I think I'm with you on that. Like, I'm just kind of looking at, you know, maybe Jose Ramirez, Lindor, Santana. If you want to go three-man, I, I, I lean more towards a three-man than I do a full five-man. But yep. Minnesota has some bad arms in the bullpen, too. Um, like, they have some good arms in the bullpen. They're kind of really mixed. But So, if they get to this guy early and they pound it on him, like, you could get that bad end. So, in that aspect, like if you're playing 150 teams, um, maybe you do a few main stacks on this team as well. Um, I definitely think they have the upside. Minnesota bats, like, oh, it's such a boom-bust spot. Like You chase power, I think. You don't fully stack them. You just try to find that power against Clevenger. Uh, what's your thoughts? That's, I agree with that exactly. Yeah, I can't, I can't stack against Clevenger. Like, <laughs> it'd be low-owned, and they have, they, have, they have a ton of upside, but – can't yeah, do it another really good control guy yeah 
Garrett Richards, John Gray, Padres, Rockies, first course game of the season. Um, it feels like it's already – it's been forever. But um, do you have any interest in either one of these pitchers? No, sir. For anyone new to playing fantasy baseball, because we may have some new people, you don't typically play pitchers in course um, with the elevation. The ball flies out of this ballpark, and it's a huge ballpark. So, like – doubles become triples singles become doubles um so this is just not a ballpark and you usually see really high totals here two solid pitchers two really solid pitchers but even like the breaking ball stuff doesn't break as much so there's just a lot of reasons um not to play pitchers and cores i'm with you i'm not playing either one of these guys this game was in san diego i think you can make an argument for both of these guys um Padres bats, it's cores. We don't have to get into it too much, but uh, the Padres are off to a pretty solid start here. These these bats look good. Yeah, absolutely, and it's it's top to bottom. I mean, the the power goes deep too. Tatis, Machado, obviously the top two. Uh, Tommy Pham is right up there with them. Um, Grisham is off to a hot start. I don't mind Profar and Myers either. Listen, they're priced up, which is nice. Um, you know, it, for the first course slate of the season, DraftKings did not miss, um, which is which is awesome because I hate seeing cores like 30 to 40% owned because they're underpriced. But, like, you're paying up for any of these guys. I don't feel like we have a ton of strong, cheap pitching options. Um, could you take some shots? Sure, you could take some shots on some guys um, that are down there. But for the most part um, – you're paying up for these guys. Um, and on the Rocky side, the guy that stands out to me the most is probably David Dahl um, and Hillard just because they're both under 5K. Murphy's under 5K. Like, that's probably where I'm going to get a lot of my exposure to the Rockies is just these guys that are under 5K. Yeah, I, like you said, I do respect Richards as a, as a pitcher. He's, he's talented. Um, but the stuff is just straighter when, when you're in course and strikeouts don't go as well. So, yeah, I, I like – power bats especially from the left side which this the is a guy, are full of yeah and this is just a guy coming off of like injuries i know he pitched five innings um through 73 pitches in his first start he looked really good against arizona but again this is just i don't expect him to go super deep either because i don't think they're going to push him too much like the padres legit chance to make the playoffs this team looks legit they have options at pitching they got bats so I don't think they'll push him too far here, but uh, all the bats are in play here. Don't have to spend too much time. Love love this game. Uh, Pirates and Cubs. Trevor Williams against you, Darvish. Um, any interest here in Trevor Williams? Uh, no, not enough, not enough strikeouts and too much Cubs power. Yeah, like the wind, it's the night before, but the wind is projected to be blowing in at Wrigley here about 10 miles an hour, which definitely makes a huge difference. Again, first-time players uh, for baseball. Wind blowing at Wrigley benefits the pitchers a ton, um, You know, especially a, a guy that um, is a fly ball guy, which Williams is not, I'm just saying in general. Um, but Williams doesn't strike anybody out. Um, so I just even if the wind is blowing, I can't go Williams here. And then on the other side, you Darvish against a team that doesn't have a ton of power but doesn't strike out a lot. Uh, what's your thoughts when it comes to Darvish? What's his price tag? He was a late ad. It was supposed to be Chatwood, and then oh man, he's all the way up at ten five. They didn't miss it. <laughs> no, they, <laughs> they didn't. nailed it. <laughs> um, Darvish, the command was shaky in his first start. 
the he's got he can strike anybody out so i wouldn't i'm not as concerned about that but um the command being off in his first start in that price tag i'm i'm not going to have much the only the only thing that is semi interesting here when it comes to darvis is just potentially getting him a little lower owned uh because he is expensive so yeah um it's a tournament stab or two yeah like for tournaments like he is a legit pivot off of um you know, Clevenger, uh, and really he's not a pivot if it's Bauer because Bauer's in this range. And then like, you know, th- those are the guys that I'd probably be looking at. Um, any pirates bats that you want to play here? Darvish can get wild. I don't mind. I'm sure that they'll be low owned uh, facing Darvish. Um, I'll have to check in on ownership. If they're, if they're all low owned and he can give up some power to lefties too. So like a, a Josh Bell one-off, or if you want to stack him and hope he walks a bunch of guy, the, the Cubs bullpen is terrible. So if, if they can get Darvish out of there in three innings, four innings, like his last start, um, I, I would have a little bit of interest. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't hate that. Um, Moran, Bell, Frazier, because he's cheap, maybe like a little three-man there. Polanco's just striking out at a high clip. I can't do it. Um, but like you said, he gets wild, gets some base runners, and, you know, home runs are still king. Um, definitely going to watch the wind, too. If the wind's blowing in too much, I probably won't have a ton of bats in this game. Williams doesn't strike a lot of people out. Do you have any interest in the Cubbies' bats? I do, yeah. Lefties especially, Rizzo and Schwarber. Um, I think uh, Bryant and Baez are always in play. Contreras, uh, depending on his price, um, that'd be it for me. Yeah, I like the Cubs. Again, going to have to kind of watch the weather, but if everybody's going to jump off because the wind's blowing in, um, Ian Happ is off to a roaring start. This dude, when he's healthy, he crushes right-handed pitching. So really like Happ. Um, you know, I've been on him a bunch already to start the season. So, you know, he's a guy that's really interesting here. Um, hits changeups really well, which Williams throws a lot to lefties. Um, so definitely like that. Schwarber hits changeups really well too. So both of those guys very much in play batted ball profile wise, but, um, the Cubs are standing out. I, I like the pricing. I don't think they're overly expensive here. And, um, you know, I think they're definitely a team to look at on such a big slate. Uh, Rangers and Giants, Mike Miner against Logan Webb. Um, any interest here in Mike Miner? I do have interest in Mike Miner. Um, what's his price? I didn't, I don't know, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, the Giants, a lot of their best bats are from the left side. Uh, Yastrzemski's the one that stands out. Um, they'll probably try to line up some, some righties against him. Um, although I think Longoria did come back today. And Ruff is supposed and, to be back too. And Ruff, okay. Um, yeah, I still have. I still have. Not that it's scared. <laughs> yeah. just, uh, I was just, I was just pointing it out. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm, I'm on the fence. I like Miner. I think he is a great tournament option. Um, I, I, I kind of like the Giants bats too. We'll get to that in a second. You know, I'm always a huge fan of Flores and Slater and Longoria against lefties. Um, Pence is always a guy that hits lefties well. Um, you know, so I could see this going either way. Um, Darren Ruff could be really popular um, on this slate. You know, he got recalled and he's 2,400. You got to use him at first base, which might keep his ownership down a little bit, but um 
Yeah, twenty four hundred. Um, he looks he looks juicy. Um, assuming that he bats like fourth or fifth here. So, I like Miner. I like the tournament upside. I'm with you. It seems like a lot of the bats here are left handed are good against um or left handed bats. But um, you know they they have so many righties now. They could roll out like eight righties here. So Miner might be one of those guys that like I'm waiting to see a lineup before I like make my final decision on him. So, um. Any interest here in Logan Webb? No, I don't think so. He just hasn't shown, like, a big strikeout pitch. Um, And, like, it's supposed to be a slider. Everything that I've ever read about him when, like, he was a prospect, um, you know, with the Giants and stuff is, like, he's supposed to be, like, a a guy that can strike people out with his slider. He showed us in double-A and triple-A, like, he can do that. It has not translated. Here's the thing about Logan Webb for me. Texas, they have good bats, but they strike out a ton when they're not on. Like, I don't think he's a worse tournament option at 6,100, but I also like the stack of the Texas side. So, you know, I think this is like he either goes out and pitches really well or goes out and he's out of this game really quick. But, um, you know, he's he's kind of a ground ball guy. But, um, yeah, I, I, slight interest in Webb. Uh, Texas bats. Uh, what do you like here for Texas? Uh, Joey Gallo jumps off the page. Um, Chu Santana Odor uh, lefties against Webb. I think that's, that's really where I'm at. They're so cheap. I don't know if you noticed or not. Like Gallo's forty three. Chu is thirty nine. Uh, oh, Willie Calhoun, if he's in the lineup, he's thirty six. Like. Texas is really cheap. We're going to put that whole theory of Oracle Park um, playing as a hitter's ballpark this year to, to the test right here because they're cheap. Like, even Odor is the most expensive guy at 43 with Gallo. Like, Santana's kind of cheap. Like, I can tell you already, um, I'm going to have some Texas stacks here. Uh, I like Texas a lot. Um, any Giants bats for you? Uh, it would be power one-offs, like you said. I do like the Darren Ruff call, especially at that price. Um, he was a guy that, that hit a lot of homers overseas. So uh, coming back, I, I definitely have interest in that. Uh, Wilmer Flores, like you said, always take a stab against a, a lefty. Um, don't mind Longoria and Pence. Yeah, we see these guys go over um, and play Korea baseball and come back like – you know, Thames is another guy you can kind of think of that kind of corrected his stuff. Like Ruff was over there for, I didn't realize he was over there for three years um, when I was looking at it earlier, but 2,400, like if you're paying up a double pitcher, it's not the worst matchup here against Mike Miner either. So, and he has protection. Like he has Pence that should hit behind him, Longoria hitting in front of him. It's not like he doesn't have protection around him um outside of pence everybody's under 4500 i'm not paying 5100 for pence even in a stack like can't do it i I can't do it (laughs) but yeah some of these guys are cheap i like slater as well um you know he's shown us plenty of power against lefties so if mike miner is not fully on here um this is a game that could be really sneaky yep i agree Astros, Angels, Lance McCullers, Matt Andresi. Um, Any interest here in McCullers? I do, especially if Mike Trout is uh, not going to be available. Um, McCullers is, is great against anybody. If the Angels lose Trout from this, this lineup, he might be the top play on the slate. 
Yeah, well, we have – like, isn't it like a three-day, like, quarantine when you come back to the team or something like that? I, I, I know it's – like, basketball. I've been reading all about the basketball stuff. I know they have something in place. Um, I know they have something in place when it comes to, like, coming back to the team or something like that. So, I'm assuming Trout's going to be out for, like, a week. Um, I could be yeah. wrong. Hopefully, I'm wrong. I haven't been season-long in the Roto-Grinders League, so – um, <laughs> like I want him to be back. I dra- I got him in the with the seventh pick though. I'm not too mad about um if he misses a week. But yeah. here's the thing: I like McCullers a lot. This lineup minus Trout is it just takes a huge hit, and we've seen it for years when Trout's out. This lineup struggles. Um, they added some some help here with Rendon in the off season. Otani looks really good. He's healthy. Um, but. It's a Troutless Angels team. It's Lance McCullers. He has plenty of strikeout upside, so um, I'm with you. He's another guy, though. I will say that I, I kind of want to see if I can find anything pitch count-wise. Um, I was shocked he threw 92 pitches against Seattle in his first start. Um, so yeah. it is, if, as long as I don't see, like, oh, we want to be a little bit more careful with him here, um, I think he's a top option. I'm right there with you. Um, and Dreesy on the other side of this game – Houston's good. I don't play a lot of pitchers against Houston. You know, not only do they not strike out a lot, they're very patient. Um, I, I'm probably not going to play Andresi here. Nope. No upside. I, I have no interest. Uh, any interest in the Houston bats? Yeah, always. Uh, how are they priced? Um, let's see. Uh, Altuve, Springer, kind of expensive. Correa's cheap. Tucker's cheap. Brantley's twenty eight hundred. Yeah. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, Brantley. Michael Brantley. <laughs> he was only like sixteen percent owned the other day when he was super ch- cheap too. So I thought he was going to be a lot more chalkier than that. Yeah, Gurriel's down there at thirty one hundred. Um, yeah, yeah so I think I think you can make a stack work with with Gurriel and Brantley. Then you can add in some of the big guys. Um, yeah, I do have interest in Houston's bats. Oh, these price, this pricing, like Brantley yeah. should never be twenty eight hundred ever. Yeah. <laughs> like, what what algorithm tells you to price Brantley at twenty eight hundred? You even if you look at like last year, like what are you? Ugh. Anyway, any interest in the Angels bats? Uh, no, not against McCullers. Athletics and Mariners. Sean Manaya against Tuan Walker. Um, any interest here in Sean Manaya? I do, yeah. Uh, Seattle's got a weak lineup. Uh, Manaya doesn't strike out as many as you'd like, but I, I do think there's some upside here against this Mariners lineup. Yeah, like he, he has decent stuff, like, you know, when he's healthy. Like, uh, you know, you really – for me to get, like, a full sample size on Sean Manaya, we really want to look back towards, like, 2018. He didn't strike a lot of people out. He added some stuff um, and really saw his numbers jump last year. So, hopefully that's the case. Um, I'm with you, Seattle. They're a weaker lineup. Um, definitely have some upside here, and or definitely like Shamanaya, and I like his upside here. Um, Tajon Walker on the other side. Any interest for him? Uh, coming back from an injury, haven't seen anything on a pitch count. Wouldn't want to play him against Oakland anyway. Uh, no interest for me. Just hasn't shown like that strikeout pitch at the big league level. Uh, we we haven't seen much of him since 2018. So. Um, everything that we've seen from him, he, he lacks the strikeout stuff. Maybe he pitches well here, but, um, Oakland actually has a pretty solid lineup. And for the most part, I don't tend to 
stack uh, or play pitchers against um, Oakland. Um, any interest in the Oakland bats? Yeah, I do have lots of interest in the Oakland bats. Um, I like them as a full stack. I like I like power one-offs. Uh, Simeon, Loriano, Chapman, Olsen is the one that really stands out. Uh, Can is off to a great start. So, yeah, I, th- I think you can stack them. Can is so sneaky, too. People don't realize, like, how good he is um, yeah. against righties, too. So, he he is someone that is definitely on my radar this year. Like, this three-man stack with Chapman, Olsen, and Kana, um, you know, is it, it's in play. And then, like, if you want to go Loriano and Simeon, like, Simeon and Loriano add upside as well in their own way. So, definitely like the Oakland call. Um, as far as the Seattle bats go, I don't see myself playing these guys. It's a 12-game slate. Could they beat me? Sure. I just don't see them scoring a bunch of runs here. No, neither do I. If Kyle Lewis is still really cheap, maybe heading as a, as a, a cheap one-off to make a, a – more expensive stacks work. Uh, he's shown some pop early on here. Yeah, on base machine. Um, yeah. That's for sure. Uh, finishes off here with the Dodgers and the Diamondbacks. Tony Gonsolin um, against Gollin. Um, man, any interest here in Gonsolin? I don't think he's stretched out. Uh, I don't he, either. He was a reliever last year. Um, so, no, I don't think the innings are going to be there. I was trying to see, like, they don't even have him listed on some sites, so I don't expect him to go too deep in this game. Um, and then Zach Gollin, like, he didn't look too bad against San Diego in his first start, but this is a much tougher matchup here going up against the Dodgers. I don't have any interest in him. No, me either. Uh, Dodgers bats. This is definitely a slate where I'll have a Dodgers stack. Um, always like the Dodgers and – Zach Gollin has shown plenty of strikeout upside since we saw him since the start of last year, but this team's so good. They added Mookie Betts in the offseason. Like, this lineup got better, um, and we didn't even think that was possible. Right. Yeah, they can put up 10 runs any night, no matter who they're against. So, definitely. Everybody and anybody, that's for sure. Um, Any interest here in the Arizona Betts? Um, I do. Gonsolin has good stuff, but um, I, I do like Arizona's lineup, so a little bit of interest. Uh, I, Marte, he's always expensive, but he, he comes through a lot. Um, uh, Kettle, that is, Kettel Marte. Uh, Starling, I don't like as much from the other side. Um, Escobar, I, I like, and uh, probably Peralta. I like the lefties a little better. Yeah, I got I got a Twitter message the other day. Hey, make sure you say which Marte you like. Ninety um, <laughs> percent yeah. of the time, it's going to be Kettle Marte, not Sterling Marte. But um, don't mind Calhoun here, Escobar. Like, if you want to do like a little like three three or four three game stack of this game, um, I don't hate it. Um, I think this game has potential to score um, some runs and be that kind of late night hammer. Um, maybe outside of like the Astros. Um, all right, let's play the morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here for the weekend. Um, give me a guy under 8K on DraftKings um, to rack up six or more strikeouts on this slate. Uh, this is not an easy one. No, it's tough. That's, I, that's why. There's why a I guy like for sure. If if I know the pitch count is there, I, I'm going to take a stab that he can get up to 85 pitches. Sean Newcomb. 
Yeah, I would say Newcomb probably has the best chance to do it for sure. Um, I already said this guy is either going to pitch really well or get rocked. Uh, give me Logan Webb. Like if that's if that pitches are moving and and stuff, I think he has the opportunity to do it. Um, I think John Gray would be the other guy that could potentially do it, even in cores. He could give up like three or four runs and pick up some strikeouts in the way. But uh, over 8K to score under 15. Who's your bust today? I think I'm going to have to go Darvish. Yeah, if he's struggling with his control, uh, I think that's oh, wow. definitely like the biggest concern with him. Um, go I'm going to go Zach. Enough. I'm going to go Zach Gollin. I gave you a layup. (laughs) You did. Hey, listen, I I always, I'm nice. I always let the, the, you know, the guests go first. Um, Give me a under or over 4k to hit a home run. Cannot be in cores. Give me your expensive guy to go yard today. Um, I better get an easy one back. Cody Bellinger. All right. Um, Let's see here. Uh, the the guy that I wrote down was in cords and I didn't even realize that I'm the one that does this. Um, <laughs> I'm also seeing here that Baltimore might start Alex Cobb on this slate. Um, I still like Tampa bats if that happens for what it's worth. Um, I know it's late yeah. and we already talked about that. Uh, give me E5. I'll, I'll go. I like that one. Um, under 4K to get two hits. Who do you got that's cheap today? Uh, Michael Brantley. Hey, I like it. Um, give me Matt Adams. Going back to my Braves love there. Uh, stack to score six or more runs. Who you got? Uh, let's go Dodgers. All right. I'm going to kind of hedge. I took Logan Webb. <laughs> I'm going to hedge with the – the Texas bats here. Um, I'm going to get it right. One of the, one of the, uh, one way or another. So I'm going to go Texas. Um, it's early. There's not a ton of lines out. Is there anything over under against the spread? Anything that's standing out to you here? Uh, one thing that stood out as we were going through, what's the line in the Texas San Francisco game? Um, it is at eight. I'll take the over on that. Yeah, that is a juicy one. I wonder if that's on um, sharp side or not. I, I'm going to go look and see if it's on sharp side because I'll take the over on that too. Yeah, we might have um, a, a hitter's park in San Francisco and a pitcher's park in Texas. <laughs> like opposite from last year. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely different. Um, man, I'm going to take – you know, it's kind of – the Braves are minus 141. I'm going to take Atlanta uh, money line here. I like it. Um, Got to give a little juice there, but it's not, you know, nothing crazy. I usually st- try to stay under 150, but I like Atlanta to win that game. Uh, any final thoughts before we get out of here? I don't have anything else. All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up here for Friday. Hope everyone enjoyed, you know, having a week of baseball. You know, basketball's back. Um, I was watching the games before we got started here and um, the game. Um, so, it'll be interesting, man. Like, the one good thing that I like about basketball being back is we can watch sports during the day. Um, so, 
excited for that. You know, Keith, I appreciate you joining me here. I look forward to working with you in the month of August. That's going to wrap it up here for Friday. Hope everyone has an awesome weekend. Good luck in your contest, and we'll see you again Monday.